Welcome to I Have Some Notes, Side Notes Edition. This is the part of the I Have Some Notes podcast where instead of talking about a movie, we talk about movies or something else uh, in particular. Uh, we are part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATV Financial. My name is Colin McIntyre. I'm Greg Beaver. Scott C. Bourgeois. Joining us uh, on Side Notes today is uh, Robin Taylor from the Cinematological YouTube channel. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, yeah, so uh, Robin, you're here for a good, good episode. Because, uh, Greg, you uh, had a, a thing you wanted to talk about today. I just thought we would just break down. Uh, you know, I think we're kind of like at that peak uh, bad movie in the in the cultural space or, or just past that apex probably with the Mystery Science Theater coming back and all that kind of stuff, right? But I just wanted to talk about uh, what is it that makes a good bad movie? Um, I think that mine and Robin's philosophy when it comes to uh, bad movies is probably a little bit differently because you view it through the lens of like like legitimately loving a bad movie, whereas I am more on the side of ironically loving a bad movie. <laughs> Confirmed, Greg is a movie hipster. Yeah. There ah, <laughs> we go. Yeah, so, so my channel and my philosophy around bad movies, uh, coming from you know working in the film industry in the aughts, is that movies are hard. It's like, essentially, you have to understand that making a movie is like putting a play up in the middle of a construction site. Right? So, and it's happening simultaneously. Yeah. So, the very fact that any movie ever gets finished and out in the world for people to see is a miracle. Right? So, there's, I don't think there's enough, you know, understanding of that or gratitude uh, in terms of the, the filmmakers make awesome stuff that sometimes isn't awesome. And beyond that, the way I define a bad movie, and as the leader of the church of the moving picture, is that a bad movie is a movie where everybody making the movie intended to make a good movie and it didn't work. Whereas if you look at something like an asylum movie like Sharknado or The Room, uh, those are not bad movies. Those are terrible movies. Those are movies that were made intentionally poorly for to try and get cult status or to try and garner some kind of PR. And I don't, I don't like those movies. I don't find any entertainment value in them. At no, all. I'm glad you so, brought those per- up because those, like, like all the Sharknados and stuff, those, like those movies uh, have no value for me because, like, as you say, they're they're either made to make a quick buck, buck, like in the case of something like Transmorphers or something like that, that's very clearly just trying to get a little bit of a piggyback off of the Transformer movies, uh, or or you know they're trying to take advantage of this the the bad movie cult where you know people watch bad movies ironically and, and riff on them, right? And that uh, that really bothers me because like they're not there. There's no joy in watching something that was intentionally made shitty, mm, right? Yeah. The the for me like the the joy is in trying and failing and in 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 some cases there's a certain charm to that like even even with the room you think of it, uh, the room like like that movie is is very bad but there's there's such a there's such a charm in the effort and the and the and a charm in in Tommy Wiseau's weird wild performances and and his and some of the weird strange choices he was making like trying to. I think he was trying to film it in 3D, was he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had like two cameras going at the same time. No, he's, so Tommy Wiseau was an alien maniac. <laughs> and so when he decided to make this film, he's a millionaire alien maniac. And that movie costs a lot of money because it's, it's, got, it's filled with green screen, mm-hmm. even though the sets with the green screen are he based on real locations yeah. that he could have shot at. Uh, he actually set up a HD video and 35 mil side by that's side. That's right. That's right. Uh, so he rented, he bought two camera and lighting packages to make his movie, and just because he thought it was a good idea. 
And so the room is a weird case because um, there's the intention there is he thinks he's making a good movie, but because he's such a weird alien filmmaker with no, like literally no concept of competence and, and his crew was kind of struggling just to get anything down making that movie. It falls in this like nether world of like, uh, it, I understand why it's like a cult hit because it's so odd. Yeah. Yeah. But I think to Greg's point, I think, I think, and maybe is it, maybe there's like that passion element that's, that's like when you're on a, when you're doing a Sharknado or whatever, it's a hundred sequels. Yeah. It's like, it's clearly, it's, they're trying on purpose to make a bad movie. It's, yeah. it's a cynical whereas, approach to movie making. Yeah. yeah. Where, whereas with Sharknado or, or where, sorry, with The Room or, um, was Miami Connection, Bird, Birdemic, or, or Birdemic Mike, yeah. you know, that sort of stuff. It's like, no, these are, these are people who actually set out to make a good movie. Yeah. Or they just, just they not, did, lacked the competence not, to pull it Not even it to off. make a good just they just wanted to make a movie because they're passionate about making movies. And whether it was good or bad, it's like people enjoy it, right? Right. I mean, like I can I can recommend a movie I watched that was that is was on the list for like one of the worst movies of twenty eighteen, and I completely disagree with that assumption. But it's called The Hurricane Heist, and it's by the director Rob Cohen, who did the original Fast and Furious, he did the Last Dragon, the Bruce Lee story, or Dragon the Bruce Lee story. Um, and it's a movie he made in like Bulgaria for thirty million dollars. That is should have been a ninety million dollar movie made in Atlanta, and so that movie is delightful because it's set in the southern United States, and no one can do a southern accent. <laughs> um, all of the actors are Bulgarian except for a couple of leads. It has enormous uh, physical effects in it because it's set during it's a heist that happens during a hurricane. Hence because the, hence a, the title, because a bank's not going to be defended in the middle of a hurricane. Yeah, it's well, it's like a Category Five hurricane, right? Yeah. So, uh, and everybody in the town, this small town that has a Federal Reserve in it for some reason, uh, they're all in on it. So, um, the town empties out very quickly, uh, as you do when you have no budget. Um, but uh, when I watched that movie, I loved it, every second of it because what I saw was a, a competent filmmaker with a competent crew and competent actors doing the very best they could with trying to make a very expensive movie for no money and what they succeeded at doing. And it was, it's, it's a, it's a blast. It's really, really fun. If you view it through that lens, if you view it as like, well, this is, this is, this is dumb. This is, should have been, this is like every year, a hundred million dollar movie. And it's not, it's, it's a, it's a pretend hundred million dollar movie, which to me is the ambition, the ambition, the, the very, you know, passion and, and, and like drive to try and make Twister for a third of the budget. I, I, I just, you know, I have to admire that. I think that speaks to like one key element of, of what makes a, a good bad movie is it's just weird choices. Like whether it's uh, filming them in Bulgaria when you're setting the movie in Southern United States or, or whether um, you're, uh, having a, a scene a, like a makeup scene in a shower that involves uh, bloody bandages for instance in the, in, the, in the case of a Neil Breen movie I don't know if you've seen Neil Breen but he is the absolute king of strange bizarre choices but, so the, here's the thing that makes a movie mediocre right is when you don't make any choices yeah and so I will always applaud choices like especially like weird wonderful crazy choices that go off in, in like in the case of birdemic when they decided that he was they were going to fight evil birds with coat hangers <laughs> right 
<laughs> we were talking before uh, we started rolling on this episode about Nicolas Cage and how uh, love him or hate him, you can't deny that he makes strong character choices in every movie. And we all kind of agreed we respect that. Even if some of the times it misfires, yeah. we respect that at least he's making a bold choice every time. Yeah. And, and that kind of feeds into that as well. Which is probably why Nick Cage is in so many good, bad movies. I mean, I think I, I would go so far as to say almost all Nick Cage movies are good, bad movies. There you go. You know, like the second half of Mandy is an outstanding bad movie. The first half is just a bad movie. Fair enough. Fair I, also, enough. I also think uh, poor performances help out a, a good, bad movie. It's almost better when there's like one good actor and then there's a series of bad actors around them to contrast it. Right? But like, but like a really, a really bad performance can be a whole lot of fun to riff on. Uh, I, I would say that you can also come at that from the other angle too, where you have an actor who's a thousand percent committed to a role, despite the fact that they're surrounded by such mediocrity. And I'm going to point to snakes on a plane for that. That with Samuel L. Jackson is a thousand percent committed to that. Yeah. Everyone else around him is kind of like there. <laughs> yeah, no, that movie's not not. It's not good. It's fun. It's not good. Yeah, I mean that's an, that movie's an internet meme that they they made the movie based on the reaction of the internet to the trailer. Yeah, fair enough. You know, I don't think Snakes on a Plane was originally the intended title either. Was no, it? but Sam Jackson uh, insisted that it be Snakes on a Plane because that was the movie he signed up to be on. Well, I mean, the the sort of titular line of I've had it of these MFing snakes on this MFing you can plane. You can swear. All right, I've had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Uh, that was a reshoot. That was something that I... Oh, did. really? Yeah. Oh, okay. But, and I mean, that's, that's again, that's kind of a meme movie. There are other examples, though. Um, I went on Cinematological to defend Johnny Mnemonic. And great movie. It is a great movie. And Keanu Reeves is... A hundred percent committed to that movie. He's surrounded by people who are of varying levels of acting talent in comparison to that, but he is a hundred percent committed to that movie, and it's great. Mm-hmm. It's great to watch. So, I mean, that movie is a Canadian. It was made by Canadians in Montreal and yeah. Toronto, with a lot of Canadian talent behind the screen, uh, behind the camera, and in front of the camera. And it, Canadian, you know. A $30 million Canadian movie is actually a $15 million American movie. (laughs) He's not wrong. (laughs) Hey, I have some notes, listeners. Do you like coffee? Do you like doing? Then you'll love Let's Do Coffee, one of the Alberta Podcast Network's newest affiliated members. Let's Do Coffee interviews local entrepreneurs, student or alumni about their ventures into entrepreneurship. Each episode dives into topics that explore the challenges, questions, and fears of operating a company. Find it at letsdocoffee.libsyn.com. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to roll back the clock here on this uh, conversation a little bit, because I'm going to take issue with something that Greg said off the top when he said that he likes movies. Ironically, he loves bad movies, ironically. And I hear that bandied about a lot where people are like, oh, I like that movie, but in an ironic way. And it's like, no, you like that movie. And you're trying to, you're trying to downplay the fact that you unironically like that movie by suggesting you like it ironically there's no such thing as ironic love you just love it and you're trying and you're ashamed of the fact that you love it and just own it you don't have to be ashamed you i love johnny mnemonic watch it it's terrible Mm -hmm. i love it and i'm not afraid to say it yeah and you just you just own it it's okay to like things that other people don't like it's okay to like things that objectively are kind of bad 
I mean, because you'll find something to love about it, and then that's what you'll be in love with about. Right. It. And like one of the reasons I started the the whole channel was because I got so infuriated by the Cinema Sins um, brand of shitting on movies, and it, because coming from knowing filmmakers who are currently working and trying to get stuff built. Uh, having the you know everything wrong with blah 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 in 20 seconds or 15 minutes or whatever and uh, honest trailers and stuff that to me is just incredibly disrespectful to this art form and this craft right so the reason I wanted to say listen you, you don't you don't have to have, have guilty pleasures about loving garbage things yeah. like my favorite band in the world is Def Leppard okay <laughs> I don't feel bad about that I'm a middle aged man I'm a, I'm a, a middle aged man that goes spending stupid amounts of money to go see bands from the 70s and 80s the yeah the, the everything wrong with videos really drive me up the wall because like like every movie even even the greatest movies have little plot holes and and uh, and things that went wrong with continuity like it's not like that's not fun for me to like to pick apart a movie on that level you know uh, we should be careful not to get too high on our horse yeah, yeah. about, <laughs> about that, considering the nature of our podcast. But in, and here's here's something though. I I would argue that our podcast always comes from a place of intended constructive criticism, right? Yeah. Like we we like movies, and we we look at mediocre movies, and we go, "How could that have been better?" Not we're going to tear it down because it was bad. Yeah. And there are very few movies which I think we've approached where we've come into it going like, Oh boy, that was just a really bad movie. There have been a few cause there are some really bad movies out yeah. there, but, but our intention is not to tear down the movie. Our intention is to build up the movie. Well, no, and, and this and is sort of like answer like to a movie. Like it's, this is for, for us, it's a creative thing. Like I, it's like, I know that you've written, uh, um, plays and things like that. Right? I have Scott? been known to write stuff. Yeah. And like, and I, and I do some writing myself and like, so it's, this is really kind of like a creative venture. So I'm, I'm I hopefully, but people at VR podcast is sort of like uh, an addendum to a movie maybe, or something like that, like where it's, where, where we're not, we're not just, Taking a big old dump on every movie that we decide and to I would, I would look at. And I would argue, too, that the whole, one of the reasons this podcast exists is because we like bad movies. I mean, like, I mean, I feel like every time we're talking about movies we're going we're gonna to watch and, and kind of talk about, I, there's, there's always a little tinge of incitement, excitement for me because I'm, I'm curious to see where this is going to shape up on the, is it going to be as bad as Spider-Man 3 or, or <laughs> is it going to be bad on a passenger's level or is it going to be bad on this sort of level? So, so yeah, like, I think... Uh, I, I would I would, now I, would, I, I agree with Robin. I think one of the things this podcast has taught me is that movies are hard, and I don't think. Yeah. And for the most part, no one sets out to make a bad movie. If a, if a movie is bad, there could be lots of reasons. And they could be there could be stuff like business reasons behind the camera, or, or you know reasons that had nothing to do with the people involved in the <coughs> who you see on the screen. There could be a star Excuse heavily me. on cocaine yeah. running amok. This, if anything, this, this podcast uh, taught me to appreciate Cutthroat Island. So, I yeah. mean, some good has come from this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but, I, yeah, but I, I, think, I think, yeah, I think, like, what makes, for me, what makes a good, a good, good bad movie is, is just, like, you, you, you have, you, like, every, everyone's in on it. Everyone's, they're given 110%, but there's just that little, that, like, little kernel of absurdity that's kind of in there, and that yeah. kind of just makes the whole thing ripple yeah. out. And that's sort of like and and, and, when, and I'll argue with the movies. The movies I actually the, I dislike the most are movies where it should be a good bad movie, but they try to make a good movie, and it and it takes it takes itself too seriously. Yeah. So like for so for me, my famous example of that is is End of Days, 
which when I read when I originally read the premise, which was Schwarzenegger versus the devil, I laughed out loud in, in glee. And then when I watched the film, which was kind of dark and kind of and like, like it wasn't fun, and I was like, "This is this is this yeah." Where they missed even like with, with with sudden death, same thing. Where it was like, "This is diehearted a hockey game. Giddy up, let's go." And just misses that that you know the kernel yeah. of absurdity a little bit. Would yeah. you would you be shocked to learn that I actually really like End of Days? No, so I think because I, I think you mentioned you liked End of Days. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't mind End of Days. It's okay. I think like the, with like the worst movies to watch, are, are, like you said, like the really mediocre ones. Those for me, like stuff like that, is always the toughest to get through because you don't get yeah. any joy out of it whatsoever. I mean, if you're going in to hate watch something, then you're doing it wrong. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, like unless you get glee, I mean, everyone's got to follow their own bliss, right? Yeah. But if your thing is hate watching stuff, you hate watch all you want. But if if you are go into it hoping that the movie's going to be bad, and then it isn't or it is, and that's where you get your thing out of it, that's a bummer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, why not hope for the best and then and then dig what you get? I guess I don't know. There's one other small element to to what makes a good bad movie for me and it's um the plot has to be somewhat f- followable like if a if a if a movie is is too crazy and far out there that you can't really follow what's going on i don't get as much joy out of that because i'm too confused <laughs> you know and it but if if like if the plot is 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 more like a, the room has a you know pretty it's a it's not a great plot but it, you can follow what's sure. happening you right? can call that a plot yeah <laughs> it does the plot does exist in that movie so it, like it, yeah there's a there's sort of a fine line i think with uh, with uh, with a good bad movie where you get a lot of joy out of it and and in, and have fun riffing on it because it's hard to riff on something when nothing makes sense, right? And unless you you're digging on nothing making sense, yeah. you know. Like I mean, like the Cloverfield paradox is a great bad movie because it doesn't none of it makes any sense at any point, <laughs> right? And it doesn't follow its own rules. Uh, everyone is a hundred percent committed. They're all making the same movie. It's and it's fun, but it's really bad. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, super entertaining. It's and super it's, entertaining. There are lots of choices being made in that movie. Definitely sure. a lot of interesting choices made in that movie. <laughs> and you know what? There's probably a lot of people who really like it too. Yeah, yeah I, then they should because it's a, it's fun. Yeah. It's a fun movie. I mean, like you know, you could almost get away with it more with a genre movie too. You can always get away with it more, because yeah. uh, Cloverfield Paradox is is sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like if you're if you're making a horror movie or making a science fiction movie you're making a like a like a sword and sorcery fantasy movie you can get away with it being just a little more hammy and a little more nonsensical than if you're making die hard on ice for example well i mean i mean you can make you can definitely make goofy action movies that are end up end up bad like one of the reasons i love end of days is because it out cobra's cobra because (laughs) uh in cobra stallone you know cobra cuts pizza with scissors um and in End of Days, Schwarzenegger takes everything in his fridge and puts it in a blender <laughs> to feed himself. So it's like Chinese food and honeycombs and really leftover bread that's moldy. And that's his hungover, I'm having a rough morning breakfast. And that kind of character moment makes me love that movie. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm worried that someday someone's going to hear our podcast and go, all right, wise guys. It's time to put your money where the mouth is and uh, write your own movie and see how good it turns out. Deal. Done. I, I've, I actually already have a couple of scripts. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. 
That is, we've we've talked about a, a, a companion podcast that may be along that line, and maybe someday we'll be able we'll get to it. We'll see, we'll see. I think that's it, though. I think so. You gotta you gotta skedaddle, Colin. So I think we gotta wrap it up. Sure. Uh, so uh, if you uh, feel free to follow the podcast on all social medias, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at I Have Some Notes. Uh, if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes. It really helps us out. Uh, if you want another podcast to check out, check out Hockey Fields. It is a pod- hockey podcast that focuses on what in- what the what an incredible game hockey is, but also, as the name suggests, uh, how it makes us feel. I believe that is uh, new to the Alberta Podcast Network. Uh, our show and others from the network are being broadcast on G Radio. Find it at gradio.ca. You can also find our episodes on the CKWay Radio app. Download it from the Apple App Store. We post new episodes every second week, so tune in two weeks from now. Rob, mystery movie. We haven't decided which movie we're going to do. <laughs> uh, Robin, for thank you for being on our podcast. Where can people find uh, the Cinematological? Thank you for having me. You can right. find the Cinematological on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Vimeo, and Podbean. Oh, there you go. Everywhere. Everywhere I could get the name. Yeah. Uh, thank you for spending some time on our podcast. There's lots of podcasts out there, so we appreciate you spending time with us. Hey, watching this guy. And bad movies. And bad movies.